Hello there and welcome back to the Chat Shit, Get Fit, the fitness news where we unpack the week's biggest news in health and fitness. I'm Bill and I am not joined by Tom, but I have made a solution so don't tune out just yet. Um, basically, Tom's got tonsillitis this week, so he obviously can't talk, hence why he's not on the podcast. However, I have come up with a solution and I think this could be a good long-term solution for whenever Tom is ill or he's not available and I am available and maybe we could do this vice versa as well, who knows. This week... I'm going to talk about artificial intelligence in the fitness industry. That is the big news. And I thought, who better than to replace Tom to talk about this topic than an artificial intelligence Tom? Yes, I have created an AI version of Tom. I think this can go quite well. He's been very quiet so far, um, so I suppose I should really introduce you, shouldn't I, really? Um, Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. Very concise, just like an AI would be, I suppose. Um, I'm not sure why you said asking like that. Um, we've obviously got a few technical issues there with you, Tom, but we will polish these up, and in the future, we will have a fully robust AI replacement <laughs> for Tom on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's get into talking about AI in the fitness industry i mean first off actually i don't because this is an ai it's not exactly tom is it so i think i should probably start by asking ai tom do you know why you're here do you know i mean are you familiar with the podcast john are you familiar with uh chat shit get fit yes i'm familiar with the chat shit get fit podcast it's a popular fitness and wellness podcast that features hosts who discuss various topics related to health and fitness with a particular emphasis on making it fun and accessible to a wide audience. The podcast often features interviews with experts in the fitness and wellness industry, as well as discussions on the host's own experiences and challenges related to staying healthy and active. Overall, the Chat Shit Get Fit podcast is a great resource for people who are interested in learning more about health and fitness and who are looking for practical tips and advice on how to improve their own well-being. The hosts have a friendly and approachable style that makes the topics they cover easy to understand and implement in real life. Wow. Um... I mean, that's a glowing review there, Tom. Very well put. <laughs> I don't even know what to say at this point. What the fuck is going on? Have you got anything else, mate? Anything else you want to share on the podcast? You seem to know quite a lot about it for, for your first time being here. You've obviously done your research, which is great because it's always good to have a guest on who's done their research on the podcast because there's nothing worse than having a guest on who has absolutely no fucking idea what the podcast is. So have you got anything else you want to, um, you want to add? I don't have access to real-time data on the popularity of the Chat Shit Get Fit podcast, but I can provide some general information on its popularity and audience reach. The podcast is hosted by two fitness enthusiasts, Tom and Ash. They discuss a wide range of topics related to health, fitness and nutrition. The podcast has gained a following among listeners who are interested in practical and science-based approaches to fitness and wellness. Based on online reviews and ratings, the podcast appears to be well-liked and has a strong following among its listeners. The podcast has also been featured in various media outlets and has been recognised as one of the top fitness podcasts in the uk i mean once again tom very well put mate very i mean it sounds like we're doing really well with the podcast to be fair according to your your world your ai world good to see that the internet thinks we're doing pretty well um <laughs> i mean fucking hell this is a bit weird isn't it i'm not really sure how to take you to be honest tom i know it's i know it's just ai tom i know you're not exactly the same but it is just a bit weird isn't it i mean let's... why is it weird i'm tom just with more intelligence and no emotions to hold me back I'm still the co-host you know and love. Oh, that's nice to know. <laughs> Fucking hell. 
Um, yeah, maybe maybe you're right, mate. Maybe you're right. more intelligence, no emotions. You can just do what I tell you to do. So maybe this could be a better podcast overall. Maybe we can even bring back Andy. For a long-term listener, you might actually know who Andy was. So yeah, if you know who Andy was, we can maybe bring him back. I'm not sure if he'll let me clone his voice. Probably not. <laughs> but maybe I can try. And <laughs> then we could have him back on the show. Fantastic. Brilliant. Anyway, um, where do we go from here? Um, I suppose we should go into a few questions so people get to know you better. I know people know Tom as in human Tom, but do they know AI Tom? So we've got a few, I've got a few questions for you, mate. And we've also got some listeners to throw in some questions. The thing is, they don't actually know when they're asking these questions. They were going to be asking you AI Tom and not the real Tom. Although, just so you don't kick off, you are real on this podcast at this moment in time, just with more intelligence and emotions, apparently. So first, first question, we'll start with an easy one, Tom. Are birds real? Yes, birds are definitely fucking real. You know, birds are a diverse group of warm-blooded animals that are found all around the world. There are over 10,000 species of birds, ranging from tiny hummingbirds to large birds of prey like eagles and vultures. Birds have been around for millions of years, and they play an important role in ecosystems as pollinators, seed dispersers, and predators of insects and other animals. There has been a recent internet meme that claims birds are not real and are actually government drones. This is not true and is a satirical claim that originated on social media. It's important to be critical of information we come across online and to verify the sources and accuracy of claims before believing them. I mean... Yeah, I don't know what to say to that. I it, I thought it was a very simple question. You've gone off and you've given me a you give me quite the answer there, Tom. I'm starting to like you already. I'll be honest with you, mate. I don't know what you guys out there listening think of, but um, yeah, I think well, uh, that was interesting. Let's move on. Should we move on to some questions from the audience? I think because otherwise I'm just going to be causing absolute shit housery for the next fucking like, twenty thirty minutes. How long this podcast goes on for? Um, so this one was oh, actually well, this is interesting. This question. Um, I'm going to call you AI Tom for this sake. This was actually submitted by the real Tom. So I'm not sure if your brains are linked anyway, that when we cloned his voice, you somehow got some of his memories and stuff. So uh, the question is, do you remember where he put his set of Allen keys? Allen keys, sorry. They aren't in the usual drawer. Um, so do you have any idea where these might be? I'm sorry, I don't have access to information about the whereabouts of Tom Reardon's set of Allen keys or any other specific individual. However, I suggest checking other drawers or storage areas where the Allen keys might be kept or asking Tom or others who may have information about where they are. Good luck. <laughs> well, not much help there, mate. Real Tom, if you are listening. I mean, he sent you some good luck, didn't he? I'm not sure that'll help you much, but he doesn't know. Anyway, next question. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, this one's interesting. A lot of people have actually thought. A lot of people actually thought this. Actually, why can Tom not pronounce the th in a word? So, for example, if he says the word thought, he'll say fought, or I don't know, you know, any basically like that. He'll replace th with f essentially. Um, so, AI Tom, you seem to be the center of all intelligence and knowledge. So, I'm hoping you've got a good answer to this. Why on earth do you? Well, not you, because you seem to be pronouncing words quite well, actually. Why does real Tom have a problem pronouncing the TH sound? Difficulty pronouncing the TH sound is a common speech impediment called interdental lisp or interdentalization. Interdental lisp occurs when the tongue protrudes between the front teeth when producing the TH sounds, which are made by placing the tongue between the teeth, 
or slightly behind them. It's like a fucking encyclopedia. This can cause the TH sounds to be distorted, resulting in a sound that may be pronounced as F or V instead. There are various reasons why someone may develop an interdental lisp, including anatomical factors such as the size and shape of the teeth and jaws, or habits such as thumb sucking or tongue thrusting. Working with a speech-language pathologist can be helpful for people who have difficulty with pronunciation or speech impediments, as they can provide targeted exercises and techniques to improve speech production. Once again, an incredibly encyclopedic-style response there ai tom i'm i'm left speechless for most of this podcast and being honest we're only like 10 minutes in and i'm thinking what on earth how do i even navigate this but yeah there you go hope that answers your question mikey you want to send that in hope help mate um oh you also asked another question didn't you what was this one here so you asked okay thoughts on art the clown i mean this is interesting perhaps it's a private joke i've not heard of art the clown but i'm sure AI Tom will have heard of Art the Clown. Once again, it'll probably give us a very big breakdown. AI Tom, what are your thoughts on Art the Clown? Art the Clown is a fictional horror character from the independent horror film Terrifier directed by Damien Leone. The character has gained a cult following for his creepy appearance and violent behaviour. As an AI, you have created Bill. I don't have personal <laughs> feelings or emotions, but I can provide some general thoughts on the character. From a horror genre standpoint, Art the Clown is an effective and memorable character. His unique look, eerie mannerisms and brutal violence are all elements that can contribute to making a successful horror movie. Fans of the horror genre may enjoy the character's portrayal in Terrifier and find him to be a fascinating antagonist. However, it's important to note that the character is not appropriate for all audiences as he engages in extreme violence and gore that can be disturbing and upsetting to some viewers. It's important for people to use their own judgement and discretion when deciding whether or not to watch horror movies that feature graphic violence or other potentially disturbing content. You know what is fucking disturbing? This podcast. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, Mikey, I'm guessing that answered your question on his thoughts. I'm not sure what... um, Real Tom's thoughts are out of the cloud. But um, AI Tom has gave us a, a very thorough and thoughtful answer. So it certainly gave me um, some insight into this character. Um, anyway, move on to the next question. Yeah, we'll go for one. Mm, yeah, we'll go for one more from the listeners. Um, oh, fucking brilliant. Thanks for this. Why on earth are you friends with Bill? Maybe deep in the internet you can find information on this AI Tom. Um, so why are you or real Tom, call it Tom Reardon, because you might be able to know who Tom Reardon is. Why is Tom Reardon friends with Bill Gaylor? Let's find out. I don't have access to specific information about the personal relationships of individuals like Tom Reardon and Bill Gaylor. However, people often form friendships based on shared interests, experiences or values. It's also possible for people to be friends with others who have different opinions or beliefs as long as there is mutual respect Very answer. and understanding. It's important to recognise that people are complex and can have a variety of relationships in their lives, including friendships with people who may have different backgrounds or beliefs. Ultimately, the reasons behind a friendship are unique to each individual and their specific situation. I'll be honest, I'm really starting to like AI Tom. He's very deep um, and has great insight into many things. This is incredible. Um, (laughs) For fuck's sake. Right, let's... um, You know, I'm going to give one more question because if you've been a long-term listener, you might be aware that Tom has a bit of an odd problem. Tom has a problem with his lifting, okay? 60 kilo deadlift is where he's plateaued for God knows how long since the podcast started. Um, We've asked numerous guests, numerous health professionals, can they help him break through this plateau of 60 kilo deadlift? So the question is, we've got some incredibly big 
AI knowledge capabilities in front of us here. So the question is, AI Tom, can you help Tom get a 60 kilo deadlift? I don't have specific information about Tom Reardon's physical abilities or lifting capabilities, but there are many factors that can impact a person's strength and lifting performance. First, it's important to note that lifting heavier weights requires not only strength, but also proper technique and form. If a person is not using the correct lifting technique, they may be putting themselves at risk for injury and they may also be limiting their ability to lift heavier weights. Additionally, a person's lifting performance can be influenced by factors such as their overall physical fitness, muscle mass, nutrition and recovery time. If a person is not eating a balanced diet or getting enough rest, and recovery time between workouts, this can impact their lifting ability. It's also possible that Tom Reardon is simply not interested in lifting heavier weights <laughs> and is focusing on other aspects of his fitness routine. People have different goals and preferences when it comes to exercise, and it's important to find a routine that works for each individual and their specific needs and interests. <laughs> Fucking absolutely had his pants down there. Yeah, maybe Tom, maybe you're just not interested in lifting heavier weights, mate. Um, other aspects of your fitness routine, although your main gym is squat bench dead. I would say you're interested, but anyway, um, you might have seen, I don't know if I showed you, I mean, you can't, obviously, if you're listening to this, you won't have saw my face reaction, but there was an interesting point there about the form and technique. Now, you know our thoughts on this if you're a long-term listener, but um, the current evidence would have a bit of a conflicting, or a bit of confliction with with that statement. And that brings you on to my first issue with, with AI. Um, obviously, AI Tom there has been, you know, gobbled off there about, um, it's dangerous and stuff may put themselves at risk of injury and I will come into this a bit more depth but artificial intelligence essentially uses information that's already been put out online so they're not generating their own ideas of course not AI is user inputted so they're basically scanning the internet for keywords and then they'll take information from that they think is relevant and this just shows why me and Tom have a battle this is real time talking about have a battle with misinformation because it can get so spread so rife that even when AI are now looking at it they're pulling it out. So if someone was to Google this about lifting, maybe to see that, they could then go away and think, this is verbatim. This is this is true because it's AI. It must be so intelligent. It's telling me if I don't lift with proper lifting technique, I'm going to put myself at risk of injury. So that's one of the limitations, I think. And I'll come on to a little bit more why this is the case. But yeah, AI Tom, I think you've um, you've missed a mark there and we might need to have a little look at that. I Watch think. your voice with me, you little fucker. I can lift more than 60 kilograms, so proceed with caution. <laughs> Fucking, I was absolutely fucking rinsed. Um, sorry, mate. I won't happen again. Although, I don't know how you're going <laughs> to... Watch your voice with me, you little fucker. Oh, very Tom-esque. Um, well, at least AI Tom can lift more than 60 kilo. Oh, I've lost my fucking train of thought now. Right, anyway. Let's move. Actually, technically, you are a guest, AI Tom. It's actually a guest. So, what we normally do with guests, once again, if you're a long tail, I need to stop saying that. If you've listened before, you'll know anyway. If you've not, this is new to you. We normally establish our gym, our top three gym pet peeves. Well, our guests establish them, not us. So I suppose, AI Tom, what are your top three gym pet peeves? Um, I'm not going to rank them using the normal scale because I'm actually quite afraid to ask you about certain individuals and what you might come out, <laughs> what might end up on this podcast. So top three gym pet peeves. Hit me, Tom. Let's go. Here are my top three gym pet peeves. People who spend long periods of time on gym equipment or who use multiple machines or weights at once can be frustrating for others who are waiting to use the equipment. After using gym equipment, it's important to wipe it down with a disinfectant to prevent the spread of germs and bacteria. People who don't clean up after themselves can be annoying and unhygienic. Oh, this is very very Tom-esque. He fucking hates, hates people who are unhygienic in the gym. 
people who talk loudly yell or make excessive noise while lifting can be disruptive to others in the gym similarly people who use their phone or listen to music at high volumes can be a distraction for others trying to focus on their workout it's important to remember that everyone has different gym preferences and experiences and what may be a pet peeve for one person may not bother another. Ultimately, it's important to respect others in the gym and follow gym etiquette to create a positive and comfortable workout environment for all. Once again, a very political answer almost. I mean, you do like to tackle it all angles, don't you, AI Tom? Very interesting. Well, I mean, very concise. There's not really much more to go into that. I suppose you haven't got much emotion of you, so... There's not really much you can really add on to that. Well, there you go. There's there's AI Tom's top three gym pet peeves got out of the way. And we'll move on to the actual news itself because we actually have got a bit of news. I know it's a bit of fun with the me having a new guest on, um, new co-host, I should say. But we actually have got a little bit to talk about in terms of AI training. So I'm going to give a quick overview. So essentially, it's come quite a big thing. I've seen a few people kick off about artificial intelligence moving into the fitness industry. And as I've already alluded to, when you use these AI systems like ChatGPT, etc., to get information about fitness, nutrition, workout plans, meal plans, fat loss, etc. It's basically using information that's already out there. And something I saw, and I don't I'm not sure how accurate this is, but a few things I've seen is that ChatGPT is actually a few years behind, or maybe one or two years behind. So it's not pulling the latest information. And this is a huge problem. Because if you know, if you listen to us, if you've listened to us before, shut up, shut up, fuck's sake. If you've listened to us before, um, we talk about how science and evidence is an ever-changing field. Okay, one day the evidence could suggest one thing. One month later, a new paper could come out putting all of that into disrepute and we've got a brand new suggestion of what's happening in XYZ. So the fact that this is behind means that if you're getting your information from them then it could be out of date and if you're a health professional using this information you are this i mean it's pretty worrying isn't it you could be giving your clients or your patients in a clinical setting the wrong information so that's really worrying um and as i've already alluded to there and as i've already shown you there the information it sometimes pulls is not sometimes actually correct um which is once again very worrying so you've got to be mindful that the information it's pulling is just stuff people already got online. And an issue with that as well, from a, what would you say, ethical? I don't know. But from a point of view of if you're a personal trainer and someone's come to you to deliver a bespoke training plan, health and fitness plan, whatever, online personal training, and they've just gone on to chat GPT and said, generate me a muscle building program. It's not bespoke, is it? They've literally just used an AI to make it for you, which is, I mean, it might be good because it's just information online. There is good information out there online. But if it's shit information, not even if it's shit, just the fact they've not even bothered their ass. They're charging you two, three, four hundred pound a month, whatever it is, maybe for online PT. And they are just literally taking someone else's work and giving it to you is pretty disingenuous. So that's one problem of it as well. Another issue as well is that because I said some of the information could be wrong, is if you're pulling information that you're not a subject matter expert on. So let's say I'm not, I wasn't a personal trainer. I wasn't in the fitness industry. I didn't do this podcast. I had no idea. And I looked at that bit about the deadlift saying about lifting with incorrect form, blah, 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 will cause injury, et cetera, et cetera. If I had no idea about the topic, I would just take that. I wouldn't know if it's right or wrong. So if you're writing articles, if you're using it as your source of information, you don't know any better. Once again, you could be end up unintentionally spreading misinformation or your knowledge base is based on misinformation, which is once again worrying. So I feel like, I mean... 
to play devil's advocate a bit, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm completely slating it because AI Tom might just pipe up and tell me he's going to fuck me up again. But um, essentially, there could be some good stuff out there. You could, it could help. Let's say I wanted to look into a topic. I could type in, give me everything you know on, I don't know, the calorie deficit, for example. It would give me loads of information. That could save me a lot of research time. However, I then need to know, I need to have a good base knowledge on this topic anyway, because then I can pick and be like, okay, that bit's probably not very that's not right really or mm, i'm not sure about that i might look into it a bit deeper it just means i know the tools i've got the knowledge to be able to go away and dissect um, information that i don't know about okay but if i had no idea any better i wouldn't know what information to look for so if i was to once again we'll go back to that, that deadlift example if i didn't know the evidence is a little bit conflicting when it comes to things when you know if you deadlift incorrectly i'm saying correctly if you deadlift with what people would not consider perfect form and i do it in quotations there um you're gonna fuck yourself up if i didn't know the evidence doesn't say that that it's all to do with mainly load management and that you can your body will adapt your spine's resilient etc after i won't go into it we've done a podcast on this before but if i didn't know that i would take that information and i could potentially then share that as legit but because i know i've got a background in it I can then go, actually, I'm not too sure on that. Let me have a look at the evidence again, just to make sure that it is up to date. But as I said, this is behind anyway. So you can see where there's going to be a few problems with it. And this is why it's, I wouldn't use it for any random information, basically. If you are a subject matter expert in a topic, it might be good to quickly pull loads of information online. A very, very quick way. Because I'm telling you now, guys, it's literally seconds you can pull up information, which is awesome. But you need to know how to interpret that information. You need to, you need to know how to, analyze that information okay if you don't know how to analyze it you're going to run into a few problems basically i know there's a risk of bias here but ai tom what are your thoughts on ai personal training ai personal training has the potential to be an effective way for people to achieve their fitness goals ai algorithms can provide personalized workout plans track progress and give feedback on form and technique one of the key advantages of AI personal training is that it can provide a level of personalization that can be difficult to achieve with traditional personal training. AI algorithms can analyze a wide range of data points, including things like workout history, diet, sleep patterns, and even genetic data to create personalized workout plans that are tailored to an individual's specific needs and goals. Another advantage of AI personal training is that it can be more accessible and affordable than traditional personal training. With AI personal training, people can access customized workout plans and guidance from anywhere at any time without having to schedule appointments with a human trainer. That being said, it's important to note that AI personal training is still a relatively new technology and there are limitations to what it can currently do. For example, AI algorithms may not be able to provide the same level of motivation and emotional support that a human trainer can offer. Additionally, there is a risk that people may rely too heavily on AI personal training and not develop the social connections and sense of accountability that can come from working with a human trainer or participating in a group fitness class overall. I think that our personal training has the potential to be a valuable tool for people who are looking to improve their fitness and well-being. However, like any technology, it's important to approach it with a critical eye and to use it in conjunction with other forms of support and guidance. I'll be honest, that's probably better than, better than I put it. Fucking hell. I think AI Tom might take over the podcast, but yeah, some actually some pretty good points there. Um, I mean, clearly Tom Tom thinks AI Tom thinks there's going to be some value here. I'm not sure. I mean, I completely agree with some of the points there, but I'm not. Once again, I'm not sure how well it's going to be able to analyze. I think if you know how to use the technology really well, it might be useful. <clears throat> Excuse me. But 
if you don't know how to use it, because you, you need to be able to ask it very specific questions. If you can't just ask it things like make me a worker, but you have to give it loads of context and that's how it comes out of information. So if you don't know how to use it, I, I think it's going to be a little more difficult. Um, but yeah, I mean, some good points to AI Tom, but obviously I think there's a bit of bias there, isn't it? So um, we have to be careful of what AI Tom says when it comes to talking about artificial intelligence. Are you questioning my ability to what? perform to a high level, Billy boy? Don't make me share your internet history, you little shitbag. He's <laughs> going to be a fucking little shitbag. Right, I'm having this. I'm getting fucking annihilated by AI Tom this week. Um, before we move on, better just delete my internet history before AI Tom unleashes <laughs> absolute hell. Um, if you see my recent content on Instagram, you might think I've got a problem. <laughs> and my internet history is absolutely flooded with certain content. I'll tell you what, it was satire. Relax. If you've not seen it, go on Instagram, give me a follow and you'll see it on there. Don't judge me. It's satire. I've already had my... Uh, my nan sent me a text about this, thinking I've got a problem. Uh, I had to, had to tell her it was satire. <laughs> and I do not have a masturbation problem. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we talk about AI training there. Let's put this to the test, shall we? Tom, you've been saying how amazing you are. You've said I question your abilities. All right, then. Let's do it then. Um, if I was to ask you, I want bigger biceps. Okay. How would you... How would you do that? How would you give me bigger biceps? To build bigger biceps, you need to focus on strength training exercises that target the biceps muscles while also maintaining a healthy and balanced diet. Here are some tips that can help you get started. Oh, we're getting tips. We're getting tips, guys. Perform compound exercises. Compound exercises like pull-ups, chin-ups, rows, and barbell curls can help you build overall arm strength, which can contribute to bigger biceps. Make sure to maintain proper form and gradually increase the weight or resistance as you get stronger. Isolate the biceps. In addition to compound exercises, you can also perform isolation exercises that directly target the biceps. These exercises include bicep curls, hammer curls, and concentration curls. Start with a weight that you can can comfortably lift for 8 minutes 12 reps and gradually increase the weight as you get stronger. Increase volume and frequency. To see significant gains in bicep size, you need to challenge your muscles by increasing your training volume and frequency. This means doing more sets, reps and exercises as well as training your biceps more frequently. Building muscle requires proper nutrition so make sure to consume a diet that is high in protein healthy fats and complex carbohydrates. This will provide your body with the energy and nutrients it needs to build and repair muscle tissue. Remember that building muscle takes time and consistency, so be patient and stick with your training and nutrition plan. Well, thanks for that, Tom. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you, that wasn't too bad. There was a couple of things I'd pick apart there, but once again, that goes back to what I said. If you don't know how to interpret the information, you don't know how to analyse the information being presented by an AI, then you could run into a few problems, but obviously I know how to, so I could I could essentially, if I wanted to, type that in. I mean, obviously AI Tom there's given me how to build bigger biceps. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> please leave my internet history alone. I could then use that. Um, it's given me some exercise recommendations there. It's basically given me some basic sort of things, um, some pretty good advice. Really. I mean, it's not too bad. I mean, you need a bit more context. So for example, you've mentioned, Tom, how you consume a diet high in protein. Um, I mean, what? how much protein would I need to have? That is the question, isn't it? Because, as like I said, you need to know how to ask the right questions because if you don't don't know how to ask the right questions, you might be lost. So, for example, that is no context. Build requires proper nutrition. What is proper nutrition? What is high protein? What are healthy fats, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, for example, you mentioned protein there, mate. How much do I need? To build bigger biceps, it's important to consume enough protein to support muscle growth, 
and repair. The amount of protein you need will depend on factors such as your body weight, activity level and training intensity. As a general guideline, the American College of Sports Medicine recommends that adults who engage in regular strength training should consume between 1.2 and 2.0 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per day. For example, if you weigh 80 kilograms, you would need between 96 and 160 grams of protein per day. It's important to note that while protein is an important macronutrient for muscle building, it's not the only factor to consider. You also need to consume enough calories to support muscle growth, as well as a balanced diet that includes healthy fats and complex carbohydrates. In addition, timing is also important when it comes to protein consumption. It's recommended to consume a protein-rich meal or snack within 30 minutes to an hour after your workout, as this is when your muscles are most receptive to nutrient uptake and could benefit the most from protein consumption. Overall, it's important to individualize your protein intake based on your specific needs and goals and to consult with a healthcare professional or registered dietitian if you have any concerns or questions. Once again, some interesting information. AI Tom, you've made some good points. You've also made some interesting points. For example, protein timing, it's one of those things there. We look at the protein pyramid, protein timing has a place but that 30 minutes to an hour after your workout is very dated information in terms of that anabolic window and stuff. I wouldn't listen to that. Um, so for once again, if you were to read that, you'd start panicking. You'd be one of those people who, after their workout, they start running and panicking, stressing out because they haven't got a protein shake within 13 minutes of their workout. Um, it's simply not true. The important thing when it comes to protein consumption is your total daily amount um, I normally recommend 1.6 grams per kilo of body weight, which can increase as your training status increases, as um, your train, the amount of training you're doing, other numerous factors, but you'd have to speak to someone on a one-to-one basis to establish that. But a good place to start, according to the evidence, 1.6 grams per kilo. So the range of 1.2 to 2 isn't that far off, but I think 1.2 is, is a bit low, if I'm being honest. Um, and then the timing thing is off. So... If you're doing, if you're trying to get enough protein into build biceps, um, try and make sure that over the day you get that total daily amount in. Okay, that's the important thing. And then once you get that total daily amount in, then we start to look at the quality of the proteins you're consuming. See if we can optimize that a little bit, and then we can look at things like timing. Basically, you want to work out the pyramid, right? If you if you're only getting 20 grams of protein a day, there's no point flapping about when you have your protein oh god i need to have it four minutes after the workout two minutes 36 seconds before my next workout that's irrelevant if you're only getting 20 grams because you don't fuck all anyway so work at the base pyramid once again there's some interesting information being given there by our tom but yeah we have to look at that we'll take it with a pinch of salt because there's a few issues there so this is just further highlighted really why you have to be careful with the information you get from artificial intelligence and if you know your personal trainer or any coach in any aspect of life is using ai Proceed with caution. I personally wouldn't rely on it. I spoke to some before how they reckon a lot of information articles you're going to see online are going to be basically the bulk of the work will be done with AI, but then you have to have people who are subject matter experts to be able to analyze that information they're receiving from the AI to then put it out there. Otherwise, what we're going to get is an influx of dated information that is rife with misinformation, which is going to be incredibly problematic and may make my and Tom's life, real Tom that is, more difficult when it comes to making the podcast because we're going to have to even tackle more misinformation, well, which is good for content, I suppose. But um, yeah, I think that's really all I've got to say on AI, really. It's just me, isn't it? Um, I'm hoping you found that useful and that you can take some of that information away. Obviously, the podcast has been a little bit different this week. Um, of course, before we do wrap up for the week, we can't leave the audience without talking about Patreon. So 
Tom, I'll leave it to you actually. Yeah, AI Tom, I'll leave it to you this week. Why should people sign up to the chat shit, get fit Patreon or society as we call it? People should consider signing up for the chat shit, get fit podcast Patreon if they enjoy the podcast and want to support its creators as well as gain access to additional content and benefits by signing up for the Patreon. Subscribers can get access to exclusive bonus episodes, Q&A sessions with the hosts, and behind-the-scenes content that isn't available to the general public. They can also participate in monthly challenges and get discounts on merchandise and other products. Hold on there, Tom. Where where the fuck do you get this information from? We do not hold... We don't have exclusive bonus episodes, and we don't hold (laughs) monthly challenges, and we don't have merchandise or other products. See, this is another issue. This is... I mean, if I just let Tom roll this, people be signing up thinking, fucking hell, we're going to get monthly challenges. We're going to get bonus episodes. You're not getting any of that. Um, you get in the Q&As, maybe. <laughs> and you definitely get behind-the-scenes content because you'll probably be seeing some of this behind-the-scenes content because I've got two cameras on the roll today. Absolute content creator who does not have a masturbation problem, if you know, you know. Um, anyway, Tom, carry on, mate. Anything else you want to say about our society Patreon? In addition, signing up for the Patreon is a great way to show support for the podcast and its creators it is indeed. who put a lot of time and effort into producing high-quality <sighs> content Absolutely. for their listeners. By becoming a patron, you can help ensure that the podcast continues to grow and yes. improve and that the hosts are able to continue providing valuable health, <sighs> fitness information and entertainment overall. If you enjoy the podcast and want to get even more out of it while also supporting its creators, signing up for the Patreon is a great way to do so. That's fantastic. I mean, that's a very good one. I mean, that's probably better than my argument, to, to be honest. A few, few issues there in terms of... Um, What's the, I don't know what the, the law is in terms of, I forgot what it's fucking called now. It's like some sales thing that you have to describe it as it's um, what the product's supposed to do. <laughs> I feel like that was just basically bullshitting. Um, but yeah, if you do, if you are enjoying the podcast and you do want to start to our Patreon and join producers such as Jenny and Colleen, um, Colleen's whereabouts are unknown at this point, probably Newcastle, if you know, you know. Um, but yeah, if you are enjoying it, head down to the show notes. There is a link to the Patreon or it's patreon.com slash csgf podcast and there's two tiers you can get stuck into really and it helps us make good content and it also helps me pay for things like ai tom <laughs> which is delightful so yeah patreons thanks for that <laughs> you've created a monster actually i better not say that my internet history will be out there in the open <laughs> uh right patreon things aside um, i think before actually before we wrap out ai will it become a problem I think who better than to ask is AI Tom? What are you saying, mate? Will AI become a problem? Are we looking at a Terminator-esque future? AI has the potential to be both beneficial and challenging for humanity. On the one hand, AI can provide us with solutions to some of the world's most pressing problems, such as improving healthcare, reducing energy consumption, and advancing scientific research. However, there are also concerns about the potential negative impacts of AI. Some people worry that AI could lead to widespread job loss, privacy breaches, and social and economic inequality. Others worry about the possibility of AI being used for malicious purposes, such as cyber attacks or the development of autonomous weapons. It's important to note that AI is a tool that is designed and programmed by humans, so its impact will ultimately depend on how it is developed and used. As we continue to develop and integrate AI into our society, it will be important to ensure that it is developed and regulated in a way that maximises its benefits while minimising its risks. This will require collaboration and coordination among researchers, policymakers and industry leaders to ensure that AI is developed in a responsible and ethical way. I mean, that was a very political AI answer there, wasn't it? AI Tom. Some would think you are an artificial... Oh, wait, you are. 
of course. Um, but no, good points. I think that's something that people need to remember as well. As I, like I've said, the information that AI pulls is user inputted. Okay, it's not normally making its own shit up. It normally gets this information from people what are put in, and the people who make those AIs can program it. The issue obviously comes if you get self-learning AI, which I'm not sure. The crap, I'm not an AI expert. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Tom put it pretty well there, to be honest. I've got nothing really to add. So I suppose we should wrap this podcast up and what has been a very interesting podcast this week. And Tom will be joining us next week, don't worry. So, okay, guys, it's been a, been a pleasure as always. That is all the fitness news this week. Uh, and I will see you next week, same time, same place. I'll also see you next week as a fellow co-host of this amazing podcast. Apparently, you'll be seeing AI Tom as well. I mean, no real tom will be returning next week so don't, don't worry guys ai tom will be gone although you may be growing fond of him at this point much like i am um he's quite got a bit of got a bit of his own little personality hasn't he um but yeah no 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 it will be real tom back in um next week real tom oh, can coexist bill it's okay i'll see you next week take it easy we will see you next week same time same place for a brand new episode see you soon i mean that's my line you cheeky fucker uh Obviously, you've pointed us to the podcast, haven't you? Being an AR I mean, yeah, so that was my line. But what he said, I will see you next week <laughs> where there might be three of us. I'm not sure how powerful this AI is. Uh, we'll find out. Have a great week. Goodbye. No, Tom's gone. AI Tom's gone. I've shut him down. He's gone. Goodbye. <laughs>